I'm your host, Dan, and today we're going to be talking about One of Us from Emancipation, recorded at Paisley Park in 1995 and released on the 19th of November 1996. On the track, it is Prince, Michael B., Sonny Team, Mr. Hayes, uh, Tommy Barbarella, and Maite um, doing some background vocals. Unusual at this point that Maite was involved in the, you know, um, you know, being part of the band, um, because after Prince's marriage to her, she, she, she did a whole solo album. But then she would rarely turn up on his song. Um, the track is 5 minutes 19 and joining me to talk about today is Antu. Hello Antu. Oh hey Darren. Now in terms of the genre for the song, I think, well, well obviously, you know, this is this is Prince covering the Joan Osborne song. Uh-huh. Um, which came out like, I mean, in terms of like, uh, you know, Prince kind of like covering a song. Um, you know, this song was, was released, you know, um, February 1995. Um, and then it was re-released later in the year in 1995 and became, you know, like a hit. Um, so from the time when it was re-released and became a hit to the time when it was on this album, it's like 11 months. So that's, you know, compared compared to the other three cover versions that are on this album, <laughs> this is like the most recent. And, you know, I'm, I mean, the weird thing is I can imagine Prince just hearing the song and instantly being like, yes. I, I completely identify with this sentiment. Yeah. What if God was one of us? Like it's, it feel at this particular time, you know, as Prince was free from his contract and, and now allowed to do, you know, kind of get as religious as he wanted. It feels like, you know, seeing a song be like, you know, this big of a hit that had this religious of a theme. Mm-hmm. I can imagine Prince being like, well, this is it. This is, you know, truly the time for people singing religious songs has come. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to cover that song, but I, at the same time, look, I can just imagine that this fits Prince's taste. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know how much kind of like Christian indie rock he was listening to. I can just imagine him hearing this song and literally like stopping, you know, yelling to his chauffeur to stop the car <laughs> and just being like, "Let's go and purchase this song from a record store right now, so I can listen to it as much as I want." So, because uh, obviously, and you couldn't, you couldn't just stream the song back then. You know, you'd hear it on the radio and then you'd have to go and buy it. So, yeah. Probably like turned like told the chauffeur to turn around, drive me to the nearest record store. I, I bet you, like he probably I, had. I believe, I believe, onto you mean Recosto. Drive me to the nearest Recosto. That is what he would have said. He's had his like Minneapolis accent there, or no? It's from it's from under the cherry moon where he keeps saying Recosto to. He keeps trying to get Kristen Scott Thomas to say the word record record store, but written as Recosto. <laughs> Anyway, yes, yeah, so he would go to the nearest record store and purchase this and then listen to it. And in terms of like one hit wonders, because like yeah. this is, you know, this is like literally Joan Osborne had no hits after this. Like there are some one hit wonders, you know, people might talk about, say, the Spin Doctors, mm-hmm. where they had actually three or four songs that were released and were minor successes after that. They just weren't as big as their biggest hit. Whereas this is literally Joan Osborne's only hit. You know, she she literally had no more songs after this chart. Um, even though she insisted on keeping releasing singles, like they they got to like 160, and you know like they she just didn't have any more hits um, after this. She released a song called Saint Teresa, which uh, in Australia got to number 43, mm-hmm. and in the UK got to 33, and that was it. She, she released four more albums. All of them had singles. None of them charted anywhere. Those albums they didn't chart anywhere. Like nothing broke the top 100 again. 
after after this song. I think like like having one big hit is enough. Like I'm sure she's doing okay. Like wherever like Joan Osborne is, like I'm sure she's still working and like putting out albums like in her in her home studio. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, her last album that came out was a, a, a an album of covers of Bob Dylan in 2017 released on the Womanly Hits yeah. label, which I'm assuming is her own label. So, yeah, so I'm sure she's still recording music. Yeah. You know, there's nothing There's nothing bad about being a one-hit wonder. It's just when, sometimes when people name a one-hit wonder, you know, someone will say Dex's Midnight Runners, they're yeah. a one-hit wonder. Well, no, they had four or five hits. Yeah, big They were ones. actually, you know... Yeah, so, it like, this is... She is truly a one-hit wonder in the, the purest sense. Um, and I find it interesting that that's who Prince chose to cover. Like, I'm... In terms of the genre, like, what are you going to call it? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing this... Re- religious indie pop, yeah, you know? Yeah, I'm saying this is in, like, the Prince Jesus songs canon. Like, one of many songs about Jesus or God that, like, you're like... I don't know what, I don't know what makes you think this song is religious. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy that you're trying to... Do... Yeah, I mean, the guy who wrote it was uh, Eric Bazelian, yeah. um, who was a member of the rock band's The Hooters. Uh, interestingly enough, his birthday is the day before mine. Right. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the he, day he, before like, he, he wrote the Hooters do. <laughs> you and the Hooters guy. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how I define my my life. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the Hooters guy <laughs> was have, born the day before. You me. have like one less big big hit than Eric Bazilian. <laughs> yeah, like well, Eric Bazilian actually he wrote for a number of other artists. Yeah. you know, in, he wrote he wrote the Robbie Williams hit "Old Before I Die." Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a song that I personally hate because I don't I can't stand Robbie Williams. He's a prick. Uh-huh. Um, uh, he also he also wrote some songs for Ricky Martin and um, you know uh, I don't know Journey, uh, Alana Miles, uh, Cindy Lauper, uh, Zuckero. If you remember Zuckero, Zuckero? No, I do not. <laughs> a couple for Bon Jovi, Desiree. You know, uh, for some reason he wrote about twenty for the Scorpions. Like they obviously must have really liked him. Um, yeah, so you know he he he's written for a number of different people. He's you know, in terms of being like a you know a, a songwriter, he's fairly successful. Just I, I find it interesting that you know Prince covers a one-hit wonder because you know the other songs that he covers on this album are not from one-hit wonders. They're from you know groups you know that did fairly well. So and later on it. He goes to co- he goes on to cover like Crimson and Clover, mm-hmm. you know, which is obviously covered by a number of people. Yeah, and um, a case of you, um, like the, the songs that he covers later on are also not by one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. So I just find it weird that Prince kind of, I guess, he really related to this. Well, particular yeah, song. he's like he was like, I'm oh, this person can't have a bigger hit about Jesus than me. I'm gonna record it. <laughs> it's kind of like that. <laughs> is this like the most popular yeah. like religious song of all time in terms of like the pop charts? Because we know, like, Christian pop has its own shadow charts and shadow industry that doesn't really, you know, jump, like, cross over into mainstream pop. So is this, like, the most popular? I mean, personally, I would argue that Alive by P.O.D. is the biggest <laughs> Christian rock hit ever. <laughs> no, no way. Like, I... thanks a lot, Darren. I haven't thought about that band in years. <laughs> no. And they, they, they were so alive for the very first time. Um, like... I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, because it's, it's one of those weird things where, like, you know, uh, there might be bands or whatever that you don't realise are, you know, religious. Yep. Uh, I feel like kind of Creed got away with that, where, I mean, obviously, you know, Creed is a religious thing, so yeah. it feels kind of obvious. That, but they managed to kind of cross over, and as soon as anything that is, like, you know, a religious 
as soon as they cross over, they stop to be, you know, they stop being a Christian rock act and they just become a rock act. Yeah. So I guess it'd be hard to kind of measure that. But yeah, you'd have to say that this is one of the more successful, you know, kind of Christian, like overtly Christian songs. Yeah. Not that, you know, I mean, I'm sure someone else will be able to tell me of another, but uh, unless you can outdo Alive by P.O.D., then uh, <laughs> I'm afraid, you know, it's, it's, it's just between these two. Was that like a big hit in the UK or something? Is that why you're referencing it a lot? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a very memorable song, you know. It's, a, it's weird because it's like, it's kind of like a, it's like a new metal, but like Christian yeah. new metal, which is like a completely, like a genre that literally has one band. And that band was P.O.D. Um <laughs> But yeah, do you reckon Prince reached out to POD like, like <laughs> as in out of like Christian Jesus loving artist solidarity? Like, hey, keep doing it or something. I mean, he might have done. He could have sent them a letter and been like, "You sound very religious. Keep going on with this." <laughs> Prince chooses to make one very specific change to the lyrics in this song. That is to change <laughs> from in the chorus, "What if God was one of us, just a slave like one of us." Just a stranger on the bus trying to make his way home. Mm-hmm. Now it's just it's it's kind of weird because it's like that one specific change just turns this into yet another song about Prince and Warner <laughs> Brothers in such a weird kind of tangential way. The rest the rest of the song is still the exact same, yeah, the- you know. And I would say you know in terms of like the production of the song, I, you know, I really enjoy it. it. Starts out nice and quiet, yeah. and then you kind of get the lone kind of electric guitar. Um, and then, you know, the keyboards come in. Being that there are four keyboard players in this particular iteration of the band, it's not a surprise that there's a yeah. lot of keyboards going on. And then, you know, we kind of get Prince coming in with his, you know, if God had a name, what would it be? And would we call it to his face if we were faced with him and all his glory? What would you ask if you, had, you could ask just one question? And I, f- I find it funny because it's like God is great and then they kind of gang you gotta, it to you gotta, God is good. you got to chant, do the chant properly, Darren. you got to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that bit. yeah, God is great. Yeah, God is great. Yeah, God is good. Yeah, and then Prince gives us a lot of yeah, 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 yeah. yes. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I find it weird that they kind of downgrade it from God is great to God is good within the space of it's like what, what happened? What did See, he do? Like that the to me, that sentence? pre-chorus, yeah, yeah, God is great. I to me, this song borders on being semi-blasphemous, as in like you know, it's kind of like questioning who God is, and and that pre-chorus sounds semi-sarcastic. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, God is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God is good. I can't imagine someone like this being played in churches and it going over well, like because it's like kind of it's more critical than like just about believing in God totally. If you know what I mean? Like it's not like hey. Give you a complete faith in God. This is like, hey, what is God? <laughs> like, who who is he? Like, does he need public transport to get to where he's going? I mean, on two, the amount of times you've said God so far is considered <laughs> blasphemous by a few people. Yeah. So this this podcast is gonna get us sent to hell. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's blasphemous. I'm gonna have to put the explicit tag on it just so that we don't go to hell. Um, but yeah, you know, there are a number of people who don't refer to Yahweh, you know, at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they don't say his name. Um, so just saying the word God so often in this song yeah. would be considered blasphemous. Um, but I, I mean, I think like the ideas of the song are quite interesting because, mm-hmm. uh, well, particularly relating to Prince and the fact that he, he had told Kevin Smith he was a fan of Dogma. And obviously in Dogma, you have the character of Metatron, who is the voice of God, because if you hear God's voice, yep. he explodes your head. So <laughs> the idea of, you know, if God had a face, what would it look like? And would you want to see it? Like... 
I don't think that that, that uh, you know this was written by someone who had seen Dogma and well, particularly yeah. they hadn't seen Dogma because it wasn't out for another four years. It, could Dogma be the sequel to the song? <laughs> it's like it's, <laughs> it's, it's got a lot of smart <laughs> Well, yeah, but like the idea of trying to picture what God looks like, and you know, is is an interesting idea because you know, particularly if when you have Joan Osborne singing the song, because you you feel like you know she could say, well, you know, obviously, I mean, a lot of people. Um, for the sake of being deliberately, uh, you know, they they say, you know, well, and 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 in dogma, uh, they refer to God being a woman, and so uh, this obviously says, you know, uh, trying to make his way home, and like it obviously casts God as a man. So when they're asking if God had a face, what would it look like? They're, you know, most people I'm guessing are going to imagine a guy with a, you know, long beard. Yeah. You know, it's like that kind of popular imagery. But the idea of kind of questioning whether or not you can see God's face is, you know, is an interesting, you know, kind of idea. Um, but also the fact that, you know, God uses public transport. If you use public transport, therefore you are a God. I feel that's that's the sentiment they're going for. <laughs> yeah. uh, at least when I'm sitting on the bus, that's what I think. I think, yeah, I am like God making my way home, uh, you know, next sitting next to this stranger on a bus. Um, or more likely not sitting next to a stranger because... Uh, as my chemistry teacher once pointed out, um, the way that atoms fill up electrons is the same way that buses fill up with people, which is everybody sits on their own seat until reluctantly someone sits <laughs> next to them. So if you're thinking of how electrons fill up in shells, that is how it happens. They fill up single and then they pair up gradually. Um, but yeah, so this idea of, you know, God on public transport, mm. like the kind of the mixing of kind of like this idea of someone who is sacred sitting on public transport well, yeah. it's like such an it's kind of such a very specific image yeah. of like she's framing god as like an ex- accessible figure like he is he could he be a slob like one of us <laughs> he could be you know just trying to make his way home but yeah i mean obviously prince strange is that's a slave which is just uh, it, when i first heard this song you know i've bought the album mm-hmm. i'm sitting down i'm listening to the cassette i'm on i'm on the final side i'm in the home stretch you know it's two and a half hours um i'm falling asleep and I'm, I hear this song start up, and I think this song sounds very familiar. But Prince wouldn't have covered like a song that was released last year. Like that's not a thing Prince would have done. And then obviously when it gets to the chorus, I'm like, yes, Prince has covered a Joan Osborne song. What is going on? Like, so it was puzzling to me like when I first heard it. But then the fact that he immediately like when he says slave, he says it so loud that you're like. Okay, Prince, we get you. You've changed it. To, like it's it's like kind of so obvious. Um, but yeah, and you know, I kind of <laughs> the, the my favorite part of the song is always like you know, uh, like a holy rolling stone back up to heaven all alone, nobody calling on the phone. Now, heaven itself is obviously meant to be full of all the you know righteous people who died and went yeah, up to heaven. Right. So I don't think heaven is a lonely place. You know, at this point we've had you know maybe a billion people died. Let's say half of them are in heaven. You got half a billion people up there. It's quite full. Like maybe um, like what if God has his own like sanctum or room that is like uh <laughs> you don't know like the way heaven works. You're right. I do not. Yes. It maybe God's like, you know, heaven is infinite, therefore I'm having this gigantic right. office to myself. Don't anyone bother me. I I just gotta interrupt you. Alright, so the songs that Prince cover on like Emancipation, so there's Betcha Golly Wow, which is Little Richard. I can't make you love me. No, it's not Little Richard. Bet you by golly, wow's not Little Richard. But, okay, so that and La 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 means I love you, which they're, like, both decades-old songs, but 
He did cover I Can't Make You. Not that, but the thing is, they're both essentially the same thing. Yeah. Betcha by Goddy Ware and La 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 are both Philly Soul songs. Yeah. So And they come out from the same era. And I think they might even share a songwriter of those, like the, the, the stylistics and, um, you know, the I can't remember the other group now. But uh, they, but they, they shared some songwriters. So. Yeah, the Delph- uh, Yeah, they had they had songwriters who wrote for both like both of those groups at the same time. So they <laughs> and the Hooters the are like from Philly, so they're <laughs> you can, yeah. So they're a Philly soul band, I guess. I'm doing the like quotation marks, listener. <laughs> so you could say one of us is just like another song in the great Philly soul canon of <laughs> religious songs. I'm sorry. I, d- I mean, like the weird. I mean, I can't make you love me. Was like was it's, relatively. It's like, ninety one. That's like within within like that's pretty close. Yeah, but I mean, it's still long enough that other people had kind of covered it yeah. in between. Yeah, and you know, and then people, other people would cover it afterwards. Most notably, of course, George Michael, also in a record, um, a record contract dispute, should I say? Like those songs are, you know, kind of slightly different, and then this is like just literally a song that was out the year before. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it, it always kind of amuses me because it's just like you know, Joan Osborne had a hit with this. Prince covered it. Yeah. Like, that's the history of this song. Like, after that, it gets used in tons of, you know, TV shows and all that kind of stuff. But, like, uh, you know, films. And I'm almost certain, you know, John Osborne is, is clearly making, uh, you, know, a, 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 you know, a lot of money <laughs> off of, um, you know, off of, of it being featured in films and various other things. Like, it, it's just kind of like, you know, it, it's such a weird choice for Prince to kind of cover. I don't know. It's just one of those things where in '96 I was just like, "What?" Like it's literally like Prince has heard the lyrics, and it just doesn't matter what the lyrics actually are. It's just he's heard the word God so many times. He's like, "Yeah, I've got to cover. I've got to cover this." Um, and you know, the video for the Joan Osborne thing as well is quite interesting because you know it feels like they literally shot her in like an hour, like just <laughs> like her her face is framed directly for the entire thing. And then in between, you get like shots of um, like roller coasters and Ferris wheels and like people in New York. Like it's it's just a really. (laughs) But she's not near any of those people. She's just singing the song by herself in like a studio. Um, Yeah, but the clip also has like people putting their their face in the god (laughs) that god cut out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, God could be one of us in this scenario. Like, I think this song, the fact that it was so big and that like. I think it's semi-controversial that it was a huge hit. Like, I can't imagine, like, anyone, like, sort of, like, hyper-conservative people going, hey, this song reflects my beliefs. This is, like, really out there and, you know, like, <laughs> it has people putting their face in into God's visage, Darren, <laughs> in the video clip. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine people, like, would have been... Was there any protest to this song is what I'm sort of thinking about you know uh you know a few years later it was used as the theme song to the tv show joan of arcadia um starring uh, amber tamblin mary steenburgen and joe Mantonia. so um you know it can't have been that that kind of uh kind of controversial mm-hmm. um you know I, I think it's interesting as well that they went with joan of arcadia but um obviously joan osborne yeah. sang the song so if, it kind of feels like people have been like oh, okay like who's who, what's a song by someone called joan <laughs> that has a vaguely religious theme that we can put in this but yeah i mean which also kind of calls back to the whole thing with uh like you know saint joan mm-hmm. like there's a yeah. there's a whole thing of like joan being like a religious uh kind of thing but yeah I, I, to me like the song you know the joan osborne version i would say you know i enjoy um, you know, and you know, it, it has that very kind of typical like '90s guitar sound. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. You know, and, you know, there's so many bands that I like that use that sound. So I'm kind of like, OK, you know, it doesn't really the subject matter of the song doesn't really, you know, speak to me because mm-hmm. I don't really spend my time thinking about what if an imaginary person were a person mm-hmm. like that's not anything that I really get into. So, you know, it's not it's not really anything that I'm kind of like, OK, yeah, you know, it's an interesting idea. What if a deity was was mm-hmm. human? There are other religious, <laughs> you know, there are other religions that aren't like judo Christian. What, what if a deity of... was human? So that sounds like a Doctor Who episode or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, like that is I mean, like that idea is not really a novel one. Like, you know, there are religions where the, the gods were were people so it's like it's it's a novel idea to anybody uh, it's, it's novel for it to be religions. in a popular song so I, I like i guess yeah i like the idea of someone like some cynical like record company going okay all right you know what's in pe- people like songs that pose philosophical questions about deities all right we're gonna like <laughs> we're gonna re- write and release similar songs that's cause that's what the kids want they start out with "What if Vishnu was a zookeeper?" And you're like, "I mean, I guess that's a start. Let's let's try and refine that to something a bit more relatable, though." You know, uh, "What if Buddha was a teacher?" I mean, he kind of was, but you know, let's 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 narrow this down. What if God was someone sitting on a bus? Okay, yeah, we can live with that. But yeah, I mean, the Joan Osborne version, you know, I would say for me is like about a three and a half out of five. Like, I enjoy it. It's not that offensive. Like, uh-huh. it's it's just you know. But and I'd say for the Prince version, I would say maybe the same, maybe maybe a four out of five, just because I enjoy his his screaming of "He ain't home, he ain't home, he <laughs> no 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 no, he ain't home." It's like okay, Prince, I get it. Uh... You know, God's on a bus. It's gonna it's gonna take him forty five minutes before he can get back to heaven. Um, you know, it's the tenth stop. You know, traffic's a bit hard. <laughs> just just let him get there. But I mean, I also like the kind of you know nobody calling on the phone except maybe the the Pope, maybe in Rome. It's like yeah. Yeah, that's so a, the Pope like, is the only one who has a, a direct link to God. That's, a, like, a really funny line in a song that is mostly taken at, like, she sings it really straight and earnest, you know, like, and then there's this really sort of funny Pope Rome line, <laughs> just like this, yeah. this old Italian dude just waiting, just going, uh, where is he now? I thought I bought God a bus pass, I used all this... It's Vatican money <laughs> to get me here. Well, I mean, as it is, the Pope hasn't been Italian for 40 years. Um, he was Polish at the time of this song. Okay, yes. Um, I just assume. Just, could we call him Il Papa? And then he was, <laughs> and then he was German. And then he's, um, I don't know, where's the current Pope from? Somewhere in South America. Um, um, but yeah, I, like, I, I do, I mean, like, it's really weird that it kind of takes a Catholic turn towards the end. Because, because, like, you know, up until this point, it's kind of been just generically Christian. So, like... And then at the very end, it's like, the Pope's the only one who's got God's number, you know? He's his representative on Earth, you know? He's infallible. I can imagine that really alienating Christians across America, like, you know, because, like, they, they tend to be, like, more Christians than Catholics across America. So, like, the fact that this song was a huge hit was really weird and... Like cool, yeah. And, I mean, the, the thing is, and too, we we call them Protestants because they're going to hell, um, because they don't believe in the true religion, which is Catholicism. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can imagine this song would anger them because it is bringing forth the fact that they are not going to spend their eternity with God because you know they're they're worshiping the God in the wrong manner. Um, they're not spending millions and millions on gigantic jewel encrusted gold lined churches. 
which is of course what Jesus always wanted us to build. So yeah, I don't know. I just I thought that is quite a funny line. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you know, calling him just a slob like one of us, maybe that might have been a controversial line. Yeah. I don't know. You know, twenty twenty years on, there are things that are certainly more controversial than a line in a pop song these days. I'm gonna give like the Joan Osborne song like a solid four four and a half because I think it's like a really good like radio song that you would. Like, it's just really well produced. It has, like, the obligatory guitar solo that doesn't sound too overbearing. Like, just, it's just like, oh, we're going to make a radio hit and we're going to turn, like, this controversial so- song into something like your mom would play on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think um... I think it's great. But uh, I, I tend to think the Prince cover is kind of like a stadium rock take on the song. You know, he's got, like, really big electric guitars. But uh, I, I'd really hate that pan solo that pan flute keyboard line that plays during the chorus you know that yeah it sounds so awkward and bad it sounds so dated so i'm gonna give it like a three and a half because of that well i mean you know other people have covered the song after this you know obviously it's been featured on like so many kind of tv shows and stuff um you know uh you know the the lead singer from crash test dummies did a cover of it i can only imagine what that would sound like uh, I'm not going to do an impression of the lead singer of the Crash Test Dummies, although a friend of mine can do an almost spot-on perfect impression of him. Um, you know, it's been covered by a number of people, but it's mostly live, though. Like, no one has, you know, taken it on, covered it, and released it as a single, and, you know, attempted to kind of, you know, um, you know, kind of do it, a, 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 like, to kind of get another hit from this. Um, you know, Eric Bazelian himself performed a live version of it on the Preston and Steve show, um, you know, um, at the halftime of the Possum Bowl. Um, so <laughs> he, he took the song back, made it his own. Um, <laughs> took, it back Philly, it. T- took it back to yeah, Philly, damn it. Took it back to Philly. Yeah, so, I, you know, I, like, I think it's an interesting song. I think, you know, it has some interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, I do like the idea of, you know, God just sitting up in heaven all alone, waiting for a phone call from the Pope. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like that's a visual that, uh, you know, maybe the Simpsons may have you know kind of like like i could just imagine you know the pope just kind of like calling god and god kind of like sitting um you know on his stomach with his legs in the air on the phone twirling the uh <laughs> the thing you know like it like it it's a it's a it's an amusing image in a song that is you know mostly a very kind of clear statement of faith mm-hmm. um but you know so i feel like we've said about as much as we can about one of us um so let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug on to uh yeah just follow me on twitter at onto comedy a n h t u comedy and to stay up to date with all my goings ons and things and you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter at prince podcast or you could uh email us not sure where we would at prince track by track at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guest here on two uh no problem and otherwise goodbye Don't think I ain't.